0: The Warnings of History to the Ungodly Jude, a bondservant of Jesus Christ and brother of James, to those who are the called Beloved in God the Father and kept for Jesus Christ, may mercy and peace and love be multiplied to you. Beloved, while I was making every effort to write you about our common salvation, I felt the necessity to write to you appealing that you contend earnestly for the faith which was once for all handed down to the saints. For certain persons have crept in unnoticed, those who were long beforehand marked out for this condemnation, ungodly persons who turn the grace of our God into licentiousness and deny our only Master and Lord, Jesus Christ. Now I desire to remind you, though you know all things once for all, that the Lord, after saving a people out of the land of Egypt, Subsequently, destroyed those who did not believe, and angels who did not keep their own domain, but abandoned their proper abode. He has kept in eternal bonds under darkness for the judgment of the great day, just as Sodom and Gomorrah and the cities around them, since they, in the same way as these indulged in gross immorality and went after strange flesh, are exhibited as an example in undergoing the punishment of eternal fire. Yet in the same way, these men also, by dreaming, defile the flesh and reject authority and revel angelic majesties. But Michael, the archangel, when he disputed with the devil and argued about the body of Moses, did not dare pronounce against him a railing judgment, but said, The Lord rebuke you. But these men revel the things which they do not understand and the things which they know By instinct, like unreasoning animals, by these things they are destroyed. Woe to them! For they have gone the way of Cain, and for pay they have rushed headlong into the error of Balaam, and perished in the rebellion of Korah. These are the men who are hidden reefs in your love feast, when they feast with you without fear, caring for themselves, clouds without water, carried along by winds, autumn trees without fruit, doubly dead, uprooted, wild waves of the sea, casting up their own shame like foam, wandering stars for whom the black darkness has been reserved forever. It was also about these men that Enoch, in the seventh generation from Adam, prophesied, saying, Behold, the Lord came with many thousands of his holy ones to execute judgment upon all and to convict all the ungodly, of all their ungodly deeds, which they have done in an ungodly way, and of all the harsh things which ungodly sinners have spoken against him. These are grumblers, finding fault, following after their own lusts. They speak arrogantly, flattering people for the sake of gaining an advantage. Keep yourselves in the love of God. But you, beloved, ought to remember the words that were spoken beforehand by the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ, that they were saying to you, in the last time there will be mockers, following after their own ungodly lusts. These are the ones who cause divisions, worldly-minded, devoid of the Spirit. But you, beloved, building yourselves up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit, keep yourselves in the love of God, waiting anxiously for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ to eternal life. And have mercy on some who are doubting. Save others, snatching them out of the fire. And on some have mercy with fear, hating even the garment polluted by the flesh. Now to him who is able to keep you from stumbling, and to make you stand in the presence of his glory blameless with great joy, to the only God our Savior, through Jesus Christ our Lord, be glory, majesty, dominion, and authority, Before all time and now and forever. Amen. This is just black and white. In Jude you can see that God's saying it's the scriptures are just saying clearly Do not seek after the desires of the flesh. Do not seek and desire life in sin. It's not that we don't sin. We, we make mistakes, but when we fall, we get up, we repent, we ask for forgiveness, and we get up, and then we keep moving. He knows we're going to make a mistake. That's why he gave us grace, is to cover us when we fall, not to give us justification so we can fall. He did not die on the cross for us so that we can say, you know, since he died on the cross, I can go ahead and live a lifestyle that I want because he loves me. No, yeah, you're correct. He does love you. And yes, he died on the cross because of that sin, but not so that you can continue living in it intentionally. If you are knowingly living out in sin how then can you truly say that you are a follower of Christ? Because he said, if you love me, then keep my commands. If you love me, then do what I ask you to do. And he asked us to rise up out of sin, live our life sinning no more. So for me personally, um I mean, I'm a sinner, but but I really struggled with drugs, with excessive alcohol, with uh, sexual immorality. I, I suffered with um, idolatry. I denied God. So all of those things, in order, when I accepted Christ, I had to deny those things, but I had to not deny the existence of them, but deny those things for my life. I had to repent. I was called. In the Bible, it says, these things he hates. These Yes, these things he detests. And in that list of things that are not going to share in the kingdom and the blessings, those things I had to repent from. I had to truly repent, turn away from, rise up and then do them no more. Have I made mistakes? Sure. But I couldn't accept Christ. It's not that I had to clean up my life first. But upon accepting Christ, I repented, repented of those things. Asked for forgiveness because, because of those things, Jesus went to the cross for me. So for someone else in their life to think that they can continue sinning, they don't have to repent, but I did. My question would be, Just plainly, what makes you so special that you don't have to repent of your sin, but everyone else in the world does? And because the sin that you choose, because you found someone who can try to tickle your ear, just give you this warm fuzzies that it's okay. Jesus loves everyone and Everyone is going to go to heaven for just being a good person. For that, I completely apologize. I'm sorry that you have been misled. But the reality is yes, Jesus loves everyone. Yes, Jesus went to the cross for everyone's sins. But no, that's not your free ticket. You must repent. You must repent. If my people who are called by my name would repent, turn from their wicked ways, turn from their wicked ways, not continue living and justify their wicked ways as now good. Just because you say a sin is no longer a sin doesn't mean it's no longer a sin. The Bible says, that the way in a man's heart is always right. We think our way is right because we don't go against the actual measure that God gave us, which is his word. And his word says sin is sin. And sin is defined as lawlessness. So even if you're being sweet honey poured over you, and just making you feel all warm and fuzzy with this whole idea that a pastor is telling you that, oh, when Jesus died on the cross, the law became no more. That is a flat-out lie. Whether they're intending to do it or not, it's a lie. The law is not done away with. Otherwise, Jesus wasted a lot of his breath saying only what the Father told him to say when he said, if you love me, keep my commands. If you love me, keep my commands, but when I die those commands are gone. No. Man's law was done away with. The excess they put on top of God's law was put was done away with. God's law was not. And it's simple and it's easy. It's not difficult. It's right within reach. Love God. Love others. All of God's law can be hung on those two pegs. But God's law still exists. So I'm sorry that you've been misled. Dig deeper into the word and just know this. Jude, in the New Testament, if that's your defense, in the New Testament, Jude said, turn from those ungodly ways. Stop seeking after the things of the flesh because... For doing so, you're going to get the same, the same uh, consequences that Sodom and Gomorrah had, that Cain had, that Balaam had. Balaam was trying to do good things, but because he was a coward and because he didn't do, he wasn't obedient immediately, he still kind of went after his, his own desires in his actions he still had to die had the consequences fall on him too. And then also the rebellion of Korah. Same thing. You get the same. You get the same. So turn from your ungodliness and turn towards love. Make sure that you keep his way. Pursue him daily. And when we mess up, That's what grace is, to cover our mistakes, helping us to rise up out of them and walk away from them, not continuing in them. Father, thank you that you give us grace. Thank you that grace is just freely given to anyone who just decides that they they are sick of their life without having direction. They're sick of their life without purpose. And, and they would prefer to um, live out their life as you made it to be. Father, I pray that people could just come to know the just beautiful glory of you and your son, Jesus Christ, who took everything that we deserved at the cross. Father, thank you for the grace that just flows from your heart to ours. And thank you for the covering of that mercy. I ask that you can give us the courage to really seek after you, your word, your commandments, your testimony, so that we can keep them as you ask, because we do love you. And thank you that you loved us first. In Jesus' name, amen.